to the Trees and Nylon podcast. I am your host, Trees and Nylon. You can call me Trees. And I'm joined today by Casey Neistat. If he had way better facial hair and wasn't a corporate shill, it is Beach Bum in a Suit, a.k.a. Jack Williams. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast today. Thanks for having me, Trees. Cheers, dude. I feel like it's so weird reintroducing because... We've just talked for like an hour off camera. Literally, but, uh, literally just an hour the whole time. Yeah, it's been great. It's been wonderful. Um, I guess introduce yourself to anyone who may not know kind of a, a, who, who are you? What do you do? Oh, God. I fucking hate this. Am I allowed to swear? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're good. All right, cool. Yeah, I'm, uh, one of my outs for 2024 was supposed to be swearing, but it slipped in every oh, really? now and then. Um, you know, you should hello, swear every everybody. now and then because it, it, it makes it like cut more you know what i mean if you don't swear yeah. all the time it really it had yeah, an impact when you do dude i'm english we drop c-bombs like left <laughs> yeah, right and center know, it, it, <laughs> um hello everybody i am jack williams i'm 30 years old i live in london england not ontario i create content around men's mental health mindfulness nature the outdoors and how to implement that in our day-to-day lives, even amongst the hustle and bustle of London City. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, so for anyone who's not aware of what I do here, this is the Trees and Nylon podcast where we talk about trees and also nylon, both of those topics, going through a past, present, future progression with both of them. So my question for you, top of the episode, what do you want to talk about first, trees or nylon? Or we'll add, a, we'll add another one for mental health at the end. That's a secret though. Don't tell anyone. Yeah, we'll leave that one at the end because that yeah. might be why people actually click on on <laughs> yeah, yeah. why I'm why I'm all. speaking. No, <laughs> no one wants to. No one gives a shit about my my opinion on the latest garms. Oh yeah, in the UK we call clothes garms. Oh, don't worry. I I've I've talked to a lot of Brits. I know all basically all the slang at this point. All right, it took sick. me like a Decent. year, but I think I've got it all. I can get a little bit geasery then. <laughs> um, all right, cool. Uh, we'll go with nylon to start. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, how would you describe your style these days? We'll, we'll start with that first, wow. just so people can get an image of you. So we've literally just had a conversation about style and hairstyles. Mm-hmm. I would, I, I would, I don't have a style. Wonderful. Um, some people would say that that style is me, but like. Me core, me core. Yeah, <laughs> man. I I can dress like a grandpa one day. I can dress mm. super techie and gawk Corey. And then I can like put on a fucking great three piece suit and just because I want to wear a suit for the day. Or I can sit here in, you know, a comfy long sleeve t shirt and some mm-hmm. tracksuit bottoms, sweatpants, as you call them. Um, I really try not to follow trends and, yeah, and silo myself in any aspect of my life. If I like it, I'll incorporate it. Um, a lot, of, a lot of my style recently has been a mix of, of mm-hmm. everything. I mean, even to the point where I just spent a couple of days in the Dolomites, hiking around Cicada and visiting Lago de Bryas. And I was wearing like Dana hiking boots, Adidas Terex, like Gorkori trousers. And then I would wear like a really thick old school knit woolen jumper. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, none of this matches. None of this makes sense. But I, fucking love wearing it <laughs> <laughs> well here, here's my opinion i got two opinions on what you just said the first thing that's most important is uh, all that matters in style is confidence that's literally all that mm-hmm. matters is if you're confident and the second thing is as much as like gorp core was a trend and it's all about like wearing arcteryx and clutter and all that at the same time i just don't think that 
like when I actually go on a hike, I'm not wearing my like most aesthetically pleasing or like coolest outfit. I'm just wearing what is like most functional at the moment, you know, like if I'm just wearing an all black outfit, sure, I could like steeze it up and make it look cool for gram <laughs> and whatnot. But at the end of the day, like it's just what is going to keep me the most warm and dry or cool if it needs to be at that moment, you know? Yeah, I feel you. There's a, I used to be really into like modifying cars and mm-hmm. there was a, uh, there's a, there's an old saying, it's like, um, form over function, but yeah. for you, it's function, function over, over form, form, right? Exactly. Like I don't give a shit really what mm-hmm. I look like half the time, as long as I'm comfortable. And like, I went through a phase of really, really liking bum bags or like fanny packs because oh. of, <laughs> I, used, I used to be a smoker and I, I used to roll my own cigarettes, which oh, is, yeah. You know, you have to have quite a lot of paraphernalia in your pockets. Mm-hmm. Guys' pockets aren't that big, and I didn't want to pad every single pocket out. So I used to take a little bum bag with me everywhere, and I'd have my car keys in it, and I'd have my <laughs> Rizzler and my filters, and my tobacco. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. I can also put my EpiPen. I'm allergic to nuts, so mm. I can put my EpiPen in there as well, and my wallet. And I'm like, my po- I can put my hands in my pockets comfortably now. Mm-hmm. And I just had this little... Uh, yeah. I got I got rinsed for it for a good couple of years and until it became popular to wear one. Yeah. And then I no, then no one said anything and everyone started doing the same fucking thing. I was like, whatever. Dude, I'm, whatever. I'm, I'm the same way with uh I don't know, I call them soccer sweats. It's like the the old Adidas like sweatpants that like really taper and get really skinny and like soccer football players, whatever they wear them for training. Like I, I played, so I'm going to call it soccer. I played soccer my whole life growing up. And so every time we start a new season, the club would give us those and I would wear them to school. Cause I was like really proud about playing on the club team. And then I would just get clowned on so hard. Like, why are your sweatpants so skinny? Your pants are too skinny, yada, yada, yada. And now then, like, what, 2017, 18, they became, like, really trendy. And everyone's wearing them. And by that time, I'm like, I'm out of there. I don't need those anymore. I've moved on at that point. Um, but, yeah, I, I felt that same, like, I really like them, but no one else does. But I'm still going to wear them, even though I'm getting clowned hey, on. No one else is wearing them. So they don't know how they feel on you exactly like i like yeah, this yeah yeah i mean i i still wear those same trousers. it's <laughs> kind of like i don't know if you if you guys get it a lot in the states but like the fashion culture in the uk is so anti-skinny jeans oh, like yeah. crazy well, anti-skinny so jeans <laughs> and I, I but dude i was i was a like a rock and roll indie kid oh, for a long time okay, okay, and okay, i'm okay. like I've, i'm keeping them they're gonna come mm-hmm. back around they're not comfortable at all but in some outfits, they look better than a big baggy pad. Yeah, I'm I, honestly, I'm I'm actually building a, a new wardrobe in the next couple of weeks um, um, because I've, I've just hoarded a bunch of stuff. Um, I have a I have a big thing about like not throwing stuff away and using it until it dies. Yeah, I don't, me too. It's it's tough. I definitely believe in sustainable clothing and using recyclable materials and making sure that those materials are ethically sourced mm-hmm. it's also how you buy this stuff right like i've got t-shirts down there that cost me four pound i nearly say quid then but oh, i'll say quid they cost me four quid right i've had them for years and i think as much as it is on where you buy it it's like mm-hmm. how you wear it and and following tr- like this is why i really don't like trends too much it's because it makes you in into like this 
purchasing machine where you don't really need it. Yeah. And you end up spending a lot more money than you you ever wanted to mm-hmm. and effectively fucking up the planet in some way, shape or form as well. Yeah. So why would you not uh, like like you said, have you still got those track pants that everyone used to take the piss out of you about? Do I still have them? I think yeah. I have probably donated them by this point. They're probably not. Right. In my so at least they they're, 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 some guys probably selling them on Depop for 40 bucks right now. Yeah, like they're now they're, like they're now popular. Yeah, they've yeah. they've gone to Goodwill and some dudes found them in a in a in a bale and is now profiting on them, which is the yeah. current state of of fashion. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I I just I keep stuff and I use it until it's done equally like there's been multiple points in my life i haven't been able to afford the most sustainable parts of clothing yeah that shit's fucking expensive i'm super lucky i get gifted uh, quite a lot of stuff and unless i'm going to use it i'll always turn it down Mm. but like some of the real good stuff from great brands that have like this great ethos around them i'm like i don't even think i could afford that myself so I'm I'm very mindful with with the content and what I put out there as well, making sure it's affordable and accessible to people. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's why, like, Christmas just gone, and the Christmas before that, I get gifted a lot of stuff, and if I have a surplus of it, I'll try and give it back to my community and my followers, so mm. it affords them to go outside and enjoy nature yeah. and be safe and be dry, and also fucking look dope because of the brands that I work with have states as you say <laughs> yeah that's um it, that would that's been my goal if i was ever to get a sponsor for the podcast which hasn't happened yet um but hey reach out anyone Arcteryx, come yet. on over uh that would be the goal i'd be like hey yeah I've, I've already got like a rain jacket or two so i don't really need anything else but if you if you're cool with me doing a giveaway of this stuff like you know that would that would be the goal yeah. a giveaway or i don't know orchestrate something there's been some companies where i've where i've where I put that stuff up and they're like, here, have some more stuff. Like we want to give back more. And I'm like, yes, That's these awesome. are the people that I want to fucking speak with. Other people are like, mm, I don't think that, you know, that's part of our agreement. I'm like, mate, we worked together six months ago. Your deliverables mm. are done. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> it's yeah. mine now, motherfucker. What would you prefer me to put it on a, on a private Depop or Vinted and make money off it? No, yeah. I'm going to give it to the people that follow me because of what I do. And I'm going to help them easily do what I do. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, we never talked about the past. How'd you, how, the clothes that you got into as a kid. You there said, is, this is the thing. There is, yeah. no, there is no past. It's constant. There is no past. It's con- wow. There's dude, that's no, beautiful. There's, there's, <laughs> there's, there's literally no past. And the, the, the future is more of this. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't really... I'm trying to think past wise. I mean, I definitely went through a, like a Tumblr, MySpace scene kid stage. Nice. Um, as I said, those skinny jeans are still in the cupboard waiting for the, <laughs> waiting for their <laughs> glorious return. Goblin mask. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, I mean, uh, honestly, dude, I have like polo shirts that I bought when I was 15, when I was out in Florida at outlets. I still wear them playing golf today still fit me nice. i still i still have that preppy stuff if i need it mm-hmm. i still have that grungy fun stuff if i want to go and listen to creed or lincoln park all day i'll just wear that stuff and yeah there is no there is no past there is no future Here's there no is future, just this just the present, without being yeah. too philosophical about <laughs> it 
That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. Yeah, me personally, I'm thinking hyper consumerism 2024. I'm buying every <laughs> single Supreme drop. I'm buying the Gucci North Face Club. <laughs> you can find the affiliation links in the yeah, bio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm an Amazon ambassador. If you guys want to buy a fidget spinner, <laughs> I'm your guy. God, I've got a, how I've many got how many of those in a landfill are going to be? Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> that's that's nice. That's um that's a good sentiment to have. Uh, we can move on then to the tree section, which I'm sure more people would be interested in. Um, tell me about your past with nature and going outside. So I've I've grown up in London my whole life. I actually lived in the same house for 27 years, the same house I was brought home to as a baby. Wow. I know what was on the radio when my dad drove me home. <laughs> it was Spin Doctors, uh, two, two Brothers, I think it's called absolute banger of a tune um now when i say i live in london i don't know if a lot of people know this i'm presuming quite a lot of your following is is stateside that london's fucking huge like it's massive Mm -hmm. i can get to london bridge in 17 minutes on a train but then i can also be 15 minute walk away from pure woodland oh that's a very, very lucky part of where yeah. I live. I live in the in the southeast of London. Um, so I've always kind of been in around it. I was never taking camping as a kid. My dad worked in the sea, super busy dude, always made time for me for me to play sports, always there for that. Um, we always walked the dogs every weekend through the woods, but I never spent like an extended period of time out in nature. I never went fishing. Um, my dad always thought it was super boring, but then we'd watch, you know, 20 cars drive around the same track for an hour and a half watching Formula One in the late 90s. Um, and I've always had a, a, a great appreciation for the outdoors and the vastness of it. A lot of people get, I don't know what, what the, the clinical term is for someone that's scared of large spaces but I understand it when you stand at the top of oh. a mountain and you look at how vast yeah. it is. I think it's not Do you know the word? phobia, but it's like fear of like open. Yeah. Jamie, Jamie, pull that up. Yeah. Jamie, Jamie, can... fear, fear of open, <laughs> open spaces. Yeah. All right. One this second, is cla- claustrophobia is small, small, small spaces. Agoraphobia. Right? Agoraphobia. Uh... Yeah. So like, I don't know. Ag- agoraphobia is people. I think that's people. No, it that. says agoraphobia is. Oh no! What it... it says, many people assume agoraphobia is simply a fear of open spaces, but it's actually more complex. So, is it or not? Mm-hmm. Being in or open or enclosed spaces. I think. Yeah, what? Uh, agoraphobia might just be for spatially aware people. Yeah, maybe. I think that's what it is. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I get it. I've been at the top of some of the craziest mountains in Europe. And I was in, I did Yosemite National Park last September. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. And I fucking looked up at Half Dome and I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, this is mental. Like, yeah. it's nuts. And then you think about um, free soloing it. <laughs> mate, well, I stood, stood at the bottom. Yeah. Of, it's it's El, El Cap, right? El Cap, yeah. And sent my buddy a birthday video from the bottom because <laughs> he, he fucking loves free solo. And, um, it was scary even being that close to it. Really? 
yeah, it was, it was, and I was by myself. Like I did the the, the ten day road trip by myself. Um, mm. Just me and my, me, and my thoughts and my GoPro. Damn. And uh, where did you start from? Or was started it just in LA. Oh, okay, okay. No, no, so I started in. I did three days in in Los Angeles itself. I did like some of the touristy stuff. <laughs> yeah, I stayed in West Hollywood, so it wasn't that bad. Mm. Um, and then I got the van and I drove all the way up to Big Sur. Oh, beautiful. Went, beautiful. went and did Big Sur and then went to Santa Cruz to see a buddy of mine who we actually met through TikTok. Oh, um, wonderful. Yeah, it's a, it's a, I don't know if you have it. It's uh, Surf Bagel, I think his um, TikTok is. He always makes okay. beautiful... I use his audio a lot on my videos. Mm. That's how we became friends. He um, he just, He's great at guitar and he, and he makes great covers. So I met him in Santa Cruz um, he'd recently been diagnosed with cancer. So wow. it was amazing to just sit and just at his like local surf spot. We just talked for like four hours. It was amazing. And I, I met his, his partner at the time. We went and grabbed some food and I slept in my van in Santa Cruz and I drove up to Lake Tahoe. I did Tahoe for three days, then drove down the 395 to Yosemite and then did three days in Yosemite and then did a day at Sequoia and then down through like Bakersfield and home back to work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like the reason I've done, all, I, I continue to do all of that. I would say is because of my um, minimal exposure to woodland growing up. Um, I still, now I've moved back to like my hometown. Um, I can still run around and walk around the woods and remember every turn every tree like I, I fucking know like the back of my hand and it's it's a big woodland like you put me anywhere i'd look around and i go i know my way out mm-hmm. um so i always had a massive appreciation for that and then growing up we used to go and play like manhunt i don't know if you guys ever play oh, yeah in, yeah in the that. states we'd go play manhunt in the woods and then you'd like it'd be too hot for tracksuit bombs so then you'd wear shorts but then your legs would get super cut up and then like sticking mm-hmm. nettles and yeah, you know, all thistle scratch you. That's the one thing in the US that we don't right. have. That's the one. Right. Like we when, have all the dangerous animals. You have the dangerous plant. I hope. I hope the um the, the government doesn't listen. But I will pick some for you and send it to you. <laughs> no, it's okay. I, will, I stepped I, on some when I was in the UK a couple of years ago. Like okay, right, stepped cool. on some. Yeah, it's it's super fucking annoying. But then there's yeah. also apparently great um inflammatory benefits for being stung and consistently stung. Um, and a lot of people over here make nettle tea as well. It helps with inflammation. Um, there's a lot of, uh, yeah, then we can get onto the foraging side. But yeah, long, long story short, <laughs> grew up in, in, in London for 27 years. Um, bought an apartment here, seven minutes away from where I grew up. Um, really, really, really began to immerse myself in nature and want more of it. And when the pandemic happened, everyone's jobs went remote. And for a long period of time, I was working from home, enjoying freedom. Um, <laughs> and then my, my, the company I was working for at the time started asking everyone to go in. I was like, I don't see a benefit. I'm more productive at home. We're a number in the system. My numbers are better here. Makes no, no sense. So then mm-hmm. I started reaching out to, to people that were continuing a remote model. And I found a place that, 
pretty much said they were indefinitely going to be work from home. So I was like, sick. Yeah. I can do a job I'm good at and I can be anywhere. I was like, oh, I've never been able to be anywhere. I've been mm. working in London since I was 17. Yeah. So while I was driving to, this is a fucking other story. <laughs> I, I, wanted, I don't know if you, you're aware of where Cornwall is, but it's on the southwest of the UK. It's okay. almost like a, like it's the it's the toe of, of the UK. You think about Italy as a, as the boot. Yeah. It is the, the, the toe of gotcha. the UK. Um beautiful. It's very, very similar to parts of the Pacific Northwest and mm. um big surf huge surfing community. You've got the Atlantic on your doorstep. Um massive agricultural community as well, lots of farmers. Um it's amazing. So I thought I'll go and have a look at a house down there, seeing as I can live anywhere I want. Mm. I didn't have a car at the time, so I booked my viewing on Thursday night for Friday. I then went all the way down to Bournemouth to buy a car Friday morning, and then I drove four and a half hours from Bournemouth to Cornwall in the new car I just bought. Yeah, Viewed the house for 15 minutes, said I'll have it, and they're like, okay, we'll let you know. I'm like, what do you mean you'll let me know? And they're like, oh, yeah, like 10 other people want this house. I'm like, oh, this isn't going to fucking happen. I'm just a single dude with a dog. Like, they're not going to want me to be living there. So I leave, think nothing of it, but love the fucking car. Like, I did nearly 11 hours of driving that day. So driving back, my buddy Albie, he's a firefighter, and they Mm -hmm. get a lot of time off in between shifts. I was like, you got any annual leave coming up? He's like, yeah, I'm actually off for the next like week and a bit. I'm driving back on Friday. I'm like, look, I want to do a road trip. Ferries are cheap to France. Let's go and do a Euro trip. Don't know where we're going to go, but let's just go drive the continent. We're thinking of like end destinations and stuff. And we're like, do you know who's been to Slovenia? And Abby was like, us? (laughs) Sick. All right, cool. So we booked it on Saturday. We left on Monday. I Damn. drove 4,000 kilometers, maybe more. Did 11 countries in 10 days. Saw Slovenia, Switzerland, Liechtenstein, Luxembourg, Belgium, That's France, awesome. Germany, yeah. Austria, Italy. The fucking lot. And while I was in Paris or coming leaving Paris on our second day, I found out I got the cottage in Cornwall but I needed to move in by November 1st and we didn't get our ferry back from our road trip on until the 28th. So I had three days to literally pack up my place and move down there. And I did it. Wow. It's fucking, I've never done anything like this in my, (laughs) in my entire life. I am a creature of habit, man. I've been in Mm. the same industry. I've only ever had three jobs since I was like 17 Mm. Lived in the same house as I said for 27 years. And, it's the first time I never went to, to college, never went to university, mm. um, never lived with anyone else, never lived anywhere outside of London. And yeah, on a whim, I moved down to Cornwall to fully, <clears throat> fully immerse myself in wow. nature. And, and I lived down there for there two for? years. Yeah, two, oh, two, two years. years. Yeah, two, yeah, two, two years I was there. Um, it was some of the best and the worst experiences of my life. I went down there like really needing to 
it's a bit cliche, but like find myself. Yeah. I needed solitude because I had worked out through at that time, 13 years of therapy that I was a very codependent person mm. and needed people around me all the time. And I was like, yeah. this is just not sustainable. And I almost felt like we use the term beg it in the UK, which is like someone that's super keen, always available and effectively like if something's always available all the time you lose it loses its value right yeah. the supply and demand of anything is based based on uh, the value on anything is basically supply and demand right my supply was constant of myself and my de- demand felt like it was constantly lacking so i basically sought solitude and i lived in a very very small village um a couple hundred people uh, I had a, like an acre and a half front garden. I had um, the river in my front garden. I had cows as mm-hmm. neighbors. That's and then I helped, I helped out on like a small holding just to try and get, you know, make some friends, put myself yeah. out there. Because I'd never had to make friends before. I'd always had them, right? And I went down there and knew no one. Yeah. And yeah, it was it was like some of the darkest times in my life have been by myself in that cottage sitting next to the fire working out who the fuck i am and who i want to be to the world and yeah i feel like i i I really invigorated my love of the outdoors and hiking camp camping i had a camper van for through the whole time as well Mm -hmm. um we had some moorland up there which is like beautiful ancient land and we just go and walk the dog up there and we'd walk up to like king arthur's hall route tour um there's another um hill i'll call it called brown willy which is the highest point in cornwall um and yeah just got super super sucked into it all man um went down a, an almost spiritual route for a while to try and find myself mm. um got super in touch with like holistics and the universe and the world <laughs> yeah. spiritual um, yeah yeah bro like i'm 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 very open to anything as you'll know from the hour we've just chatted shit for but yeah, i can't say i don't like it unless i try it so like i went and had my fucking my birth chart read and i was doing all this fucking stuff and i was grounding and i was putting my feet in the bare earth and get my circadian rhythm going and i felt great until a point i was like that kind of life isn't overly sustainable in the mm-hmm. modern world we live in and when I saw the writing on the walls that I needed to move back to London for work because mm-hmm. of, you know, it affords me to live the life I, I lead. Um, I really was bricking it and shit in my pants thinking, how am I going to continue the, this way of feeling and, and living? Yeah. Um, so on the, lead, the three month lead up, I was actively practicing ways to, implement it into my daily life my my daily routine without being too much of a fucking hippie yeah of course um, like what, what, kind I, of stuff, I feel like, what kind of stuff were you doing like cold water immersion for stars i know like mm. it's, a, it's, a, it's very trendy now but like for the last two years i was living in brutal winter conditions that yeah. weren't that brutal to me because i was exposing myself to it i was getting used to it i would go for sea swims when it was like i'm trying to think of what in fahrenheit you could with centigrade yeah i have google go ahead so so <laughs> so it's like c was like six or seven degrees sometimes it was fucking baltic cold the wind was horrific but 
I just got I got used to it and I and I felt myself in a beautiful rhythm with seasons as well mm-hmm. a lot of the food I was eating was was locally sourced and yeah you can only grow what you can in certain seasons and yeah I, I without sounding too fucking cliche <laughs> no listen no, i want listen. to sound like a geezer still you're not, you're not you're not a geezer you're not some like red pill manosphere guy you're just a normal person see i saw something the other day it was like 30 years ago this would just be considered like normal living basically besides yeah, we cold, immersing label cold everything. Stuff. but just like yeah. you're just eating foods that's local and fresh which the, is good and and you're um the cold, the cold immersion stuff, first of all, it helps your immune system. That's just proven. It helps your immune system just like stay healthy because you're exposing yourself to the cold. It's got to fight off disease. It it, it becomes more adaptive to the cold and all that. Um, so you're just, you're just a normal guy. You don't have to put a label yeah. on it. Like I know, but this, this, is, this, this is where my anxiety around making sure people don't make assumptions about me without yeah. knowing me. It's, mm-hmm. it's almost like a defense mechanism mentally. Um, but yeah, been able to, to to do a bunch of that stuff, um, incorporate into my daily life now, bring like home friends, family involved mm-hmm. in this stuff and seeing benefits of it and yeah, practicing what I, what I preach and putting it out there to a, a wider audience that for some reason or another follow me on social media and mm-hmm. yeah, want to want to want to be involved in some way, shape or form. Beautiful. That's my tree. That's my trees bit trees. <laughs> There's your tree. Yeah. Well, we, we strayed into mental health a little bit, but before we fully dive in, what are some places you'd like to go to in the future, near future or far for, uh, see the outdoors? I'd love to do. So I, I, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a movie out that's just gone crazy on Netflix. Um, especially like Latin America, my, my partner's Mexican. Congratulations. Um, cool, cool. The part, the part, cool. The Mexican part. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not trying to sound racist. <laughs> um, she, she, well, wow. While we were actually in the Dolomites, surrounded by snow in the mountains, we watched mm. a movie called Society of the Snow. If you yeah. haven't watched it, I have not. Please watch it. It's about uh, an Argentinian, I believe they're Argentinian, rugby team that jump okay. on a plane. They're going to go for a weekend in Chile and they crash in the mountain range mm. and they survive for 78 days. Whoa. Um, it's a true story. There's been multiple remakes, but this one is just like cinematically directorially is just, I think I just made a word up then. Directorially. directorially. We'll go with it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It's fucking sick. It's amazing. Um, so that really makes me want to go to like the mountains in South America and, Patagonia and th- those places. I've n- I've never been to South America in my life. Mm. Um, I'd love I, to do that. I don't either. Actually, I've I've, I've been to Guatemala, but it's still North America. Is that still technically North America? Yeah, yeah. South America starts at like after Panama, basically. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it's just it's it's beautiful. Like a lot a lot of people in the UK love like Australia and New Zealand and stuff like that. <laughs> Yeah. And then you hear you hear South America and you think about like going to Colombia and Medellin and Bogota and stuff like that. Ah, just like Patagonia and and mm-hmm. those mountainous ranges. Yeah. It's just just beautiful. Um and the rock formations are very similar to 
like the Dolomites and parts of the Alps yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, they look very similar, so I feel like I feel somewhat at home. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, that's a, that's a good thing to have on the list. I have never been. I, I mean, Patagonia would be so cool to go to. Just that that whole region anywhere in there. And also... We were talking a little bit about like world news and politics before. Argentina is in a bit of a mess right now, so we'll see what happens with them. Um, but right now, yeah, they, from, from in the as an Englishman talking about the Argentinians, it's <laughs> <laughs> from from what I saw in the past, uh, like Argentina is a very cheap place to go on vacation to right now. I don't know if that'll change anytime soon, but yeah, I don't know what the conversion rate is right now. Mm-hmm. But I know that they dealt with some. Without going into too technical, they dealt with some like inflationary stuff yeah. as well. So yeah. even though it might be cheap, the cost of living might not be as. But yeah, mm-hmm. for someone with outside know. money, it's cheaper basically. Not for yeah, the people I mean, living there. Well, well, we we had the same thing with Southeast Asia. So I've I've travelled to uh, Indonesia, Thailand, um, done it, done Thailand, Thailand twice, and Indonesia twice. Very cool, dude. Dude, we could I. When I went out there, flew out there. My whole two-week, three-week holiday, because I have a full-time job, I've never traveled as much as people think I just go traveling all the time. I work <laughs> my ass off Monday to Friday, fucking eight to eight most days. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I pay for it. <laughs> but I went and did like two weeks for like 1,100 pounds, which at the time was like 1,400, 1,500 bucks. Yeah. Like flights included, accommodation, living, like everything i went to southeast asia and did that and you could probably mm. do it for way cheaper i was living like a fucking king mm. and i was just like how do these people survive and you just think about like the economical impacts of tourism i've seen the economical tourism impacts in cornwall because it's a massive tourist destination of people buying up property and leaving it empty yeah for all year round apart from mm-hmm. when they want their little week away you know it takes away houses and land from local people and it's 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 like a a double-edged knife double-edged knife or sword whatever you want to call it um it's it's so facilitating and yet just depletes the local area um but i mean i can imagine in certain places around in the u.s i mean you look at probably california is probably not the best bit but there's some places like in upstate new york that typically wouldn't have a lot of people earning a shit ton of money and then covid hits actually you look at lake tahoe for example mm-hmm. obviously when everyone was going remote they didn't need to be in san france so a shit ton of people were moving out yeah, to, around to in texas, and around lake yeah yeah they, they either left texas or they went to lake tahoe right yeah and they bought up all these properties that were cheap to locals and now everyone's just buying them up and the local people yeah. can't fucking afford Probably to live there. skyrocketed. It's all gone. It, yeah. Just not good. So yeah, I try, I try and be as mindful as physically possible when it comes to like where I go as well. I'll always try and mm-hmm. buy local, always try and support yeah. like local vendors and stuff like that because of, Definitely. you know, if you go, if you go into fucking these chains, it's just going to go to a corporation that's been domiciled in some way, shape or form. It doesn't actually go yeah. back to helping the people. And also like, what's the fun of doing that? Like I just, I went to Hawaii two years Apparently they, they, they don't like tourists. I like, like that's another either. place I would love to go. And like, yeah. I got, well, the, I got told uh, one person was like, dude, they hate white guys. Like do not go to Hawaii. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. When we were there, me and my fiance went and 
Is that why you asked, put the question? It is actually yes. <laughs> we nice. got asked a couple times because basically, I don't know. I don't know if you ever watched Anthony Bourdain's No Reservation show, but he would always I say he's okay. Okay, he speaks for me. <laughs> yeah, so you know, he says be be a traveler, not a tourist. And I mm-hmm. think that's the biggest thing to live by is like a tourist just like books some like big excursion where they're being shuttled around on the bus and they're <laughs> going to all the tourist sites and then like it's okay to sightsee, but at the same time, like we didn't just go to all the most like crazy touristy places. We went to like backcountry little little like like farmers market shops. She got asked a, a few times if she was like a local or like where she was staying or like stuff like that. This is like just Getting that's like the biggest compliment ever is saying like oh like where are you like nearby like located close by like I haven't seen you before it's like did you just move in and we're like oh no we're uh <laughs> thank you though yeah. like, that's the biggest compliment is you you've you've shown appreciation for just like the culture or even appreciation respect I guess is a better word for it yeah it's, that, it's, it's a, there's a massive respect element of it yeah for sure and I, I read like a whole book. My mom gave me this like 500 page book just called Hawaii about just the actual formation of Hawaii and also like the development of culture. And, you know, you have to be mindful of, you know, white people being there and why mm. white people are there. And even Hawaii being yeah. a state is like very, very controversial for the actual people that live there. So you just got to be mindful and understand who you are in that situation and be respectful. And if someone yells at you for being white, you got to be like, yeah, I get it. Like I, it didn't happen, but like you got to be. Yeah. Like, yeah, I understand. Yeah, I mean, I've had a few experiences. Even when I first moved to Cornwall, I mean, they call us Emmets. So anyone that's not got three generations of Cornish blood is considered an Emmet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, and I, I've got family in Devon, which is the the county just north of mm-hmm. of Cornwall, um, and they've got three generations. But obviously, when I come down to there, I'm not, and they call me a Grockle. Um, basically, That's just so funny. An, That's such a another discrimination. But it's like it's it's all still forms of discrimination, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I still feel that there's a, so many areas that where there's such thin veils of discrimination, and it's just passed by. I'm like, amen. Don't judge me by who I am. Judge me no. by what I do, and that I should th- be everyone, everywhere. Mm-hmm. I think it's really funny that like. Not funny is the right word, but interesting that in Britain you have that like regional distinction and like regional not pride, but you we're, know, li- we're little as well. Yeah, and it's so it's such a small country comparatively to like you know other countries. And Cornwall like, in want US, independence, mate. Oh, they want their no. own independence. They have their own flag. It's on everyone's car. Wow. They had they have their own language. Really? Um, not that it's overly spoken. I don't think uh-huh. it's even taught in the curriculum anymore but oh god yeah they're almost like the catalans of of the uk (laughs) interesting interesting um well yeah i I mean obviously i know about the irish but besides that i don't know about it and and welsh as well and scottish and yeah i've I've heard everyone against english yeah it's essentially it is that um yeah you compare that to like the united states where the biggest distinction we have like I can't think about a group of people hating another group of people like that besides like just normal racists hating every other yeah. people that aren't white. You know what I mean? But we don't we don't have like if if I go to Florida or to Tennessee or something like that. It's not I was like, going to say oh, doesn't everyone hate Florida? <laughs> oh, well, yeah, Florida's a bit different. <laughs> yeah, there we go. 
Florida, listen, here's the thing about Florida. Um, we should just like saw it off of the United States and let it float into the ocean. I think is probably the best way to handle it. It would be this. a fucking party if it if it's separated from from the rest of the US. Yeah, it would be like ah, uh, kind of like the biggest Atlantic City like ever. Yeah, man, it'd be great. My, you got Miami down there. You got <laughs> Disney. Disney's yeah, now South Beach. The ocean. <laughs> right, yeah, but that, that I have to be of... careful when I talk about Florida because my missus grew up yeah, in Miami. Okay. I and I've, been I've, to Miami, I've, been, but... I've never been to Miami yet. Okay, yet, yeah. But she's 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 like she's not overly keen on a lot of it. Like she's a, mm. an outdoorsy girl, and yeah, you know, it's not a... she's 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 lovely. But yeah, I don't know. I think well, that it's, say, it holds a special place in her heart for, for Florida. For Florida, my grandma lived on like the east side of the Panhandle, and my grandpa lived on the west side of the Panhandle. Um, which for Florida, for for anyone like Florida is a boot on the the bottom of the southeast United States, and the Panhandle just refers to like the stretch of land that goes way across before it dips down into becoming like a peninsula. Um, so I was there by the beach. There was like ocean there, but it was just like the really poor parts of Florida that I was going to, and it was like every spring break or every like time there was like a small vacation to be like my parents. Oh, let's drive down to Florida. It's an eight hour drive, seven hour drive. I just, I hated it. I hated going to Florida. I wasn't going to, there are some cool parts. I've never been there. They're all like the very rich places. I've never been there. I've never Dude, been there's to some, the, there's, uh, some, there's some cool Everglades. non-rich places as well. I've never been to the Everglades like, down in the South. So I, I've done, this is US. super rogue. I, I don't think a lot of US or UK people know know about it, but we we actually went to a place called Homosassa, which is like in and around the swamps, basically. We, oh, okay. we stayed on a house, like a house on stilts and we had like a canoe in the back garden and we, me and my dad, we go like paddling out. Like that was our summer holidays. My, we didn't go on a lot of people in the UK go on holiday once or twice a year to mm. Spain or, or something like that. We didn't do that growing up. We saved up every three years and we went to Florida. So I've been wow. to Florida three or four times. I've been nice. like, I've uh, done the Orlando. That was probably the first one. Then we did like Bradenton, Sarasota, and then Homosassa. And there's some nice. fucking great parts of Florida. It gets some stick. The people don't help it, but it's real nice there. <laughs> you can find some good bits. You can find some good bits. I would say Florida for me is way too hot and humid. And I live in Georgia, which mm. is really just one state up. So it's not yeah. it's it's not crazy different for me, but it's like it's just too hot and humid and it just feels just I mean, this is my experience from where I stayed, but she's just like dirty. It just feels greasy to, to be up to be down there. I haven't been to the yeah. nice parts. I haven't seen the manatees. I haven't been to the Everglades or the Key West or whatever, but like she doesn't just doesn't go. Do it, it, might, it might might change your opinion. Might, you might have to like close close your eyes for two or three hours when you drive through, but two or three. My man, try five or six. <laughs> oh, really? You're that you're that close to the border of, of Florida? Uh it's um I'm like from the border of Florida, I'm probably like five hours away. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, we can't comprehend the size of the US yeah, in comparison yeah. to the UK. But like, you guys also can't comprehend the size of the UK. Like, I remember mm-hmm. going to Florida, mm-hmm. and like, fuck, we probably went into a Denny's or something, and they were like, "Oh my god, I love your accent." It's like, "Oh yeah, are you from yeah. are you from London?" And we're like, "Yes." And then they're like, oh my God, this, this, guy, this guy called John, he was in here. He runs this pub in da-da-da-da called da-da-da-da. Do you know it? And we're like, 
actually yeah like i do so it is it is it sometimes it can be Ge- like genuinely my That's dad so used to go funny. to that pub after work <laughs> yeah it, it was fucking mental but then yeah some people yeah i mean i haven't done myself any favors here everyone knows everyone basically <laughs> at least we're all not cousins that's all i'm saying hey that's a. Uh, I guess <laughs> alabama is one state to the west so i have a little bit of leeway <laughs> <laughs> i got a little leeway um well nice i guess you've you've got a you've got a log off in like 15 minutes right yeah we can push okay. it to 20 we could <laughs> so in, in in 20 minutes i want you to talk to me about everything you can about mental health oh wait actually i have questions you want to do those really quick first and then you can talk about that yeah yeah we can do, do whatever okay. you want mate you're the host no listen man i talked to you for way too long before the pod started you're just such a fun guy to talk to I've done two bottles so of water. Shit. I've got a little bit of a sore throat. I sit indoors all day working from home. I don't, <laughs> I don't say a peep. I talk to my dog, but that's it. Oh, my God. This is just nice having human interaction. <laughs> <laughs> um, one sec. I have to send a message. Sorry. I'll, I'll explain it in one second. I, this is This is... Just tell my missus that I'll I'll be on at eight fifteen. We're actually supposed um, to watch the the Matrix tonight. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Uh, I am. I currently. I just bought a house, and um, we're getting Congrats. it renovated. Yeah, thank you. We're getting it renovated, and my fiance works at a school, and so she doesn't have a lot of like phone time, you know. And they're mm-hmm. messaging us a lot. She'd be about, leading like, a bad example. <laughs> Well, yeah, and they're like, "Hey, do you, what color do you want this?" And we're like, "What cabinets do you want?" They're asking us all these questions, and she's the one who has all that. So I'm trying to get the information from her, and now, so she just texted me back and sent me some. And but anyway, get your brownie points, bro. Get your brownie points. Yeah, well, first they're just texting me. Like we have a group chat with like everyone in their company because it's a smaller company, and me and her. But they're just saying like, "Hey, trees." <laughs> they're saying, "Hey." Uh, what do you think about this? And I'm like, dude, there's two people involved in this. Why are you thinking yeah. just me? Speak, speak to the boss. My my partner is, um, she studies interior design. Oh wow! So yeah, they will know if I if we're ever in that situation, not to come to me. That's good. Hey, that's that's wonderful. I'll send you some of my. Uh, I'll send you some of the ideas we have for our house, and you yeah, can sure. Buy her. <laughs> yeah, bro. Everyone asked me to do that. It's yeah. it's a it's a joke. <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. I think we got a pretty good aesthetic. Hey, you know what? Going back to what you said about clothes, we like what we like. And we're just like the the contractor's trying to really push us in a direction of like, you know, these are really trendy right now. Don't you want your whole house to be white and gray? And I'm like, no, not no, at all. We absolutely do not. And he's like, but everyone's what? getting it. We you should really do that. And I'm like, no, bro, listen, it's our house. And then he's like, okay, yeah. fine, fine, fine. But anyway, let's let's move on to some viewer questions first. So we have the rest of the time to talk about cool mental health so do i know first, who, who asked the questions yeah i know you did that with Luz Parker. i'm gonna Sick. let you know the username for for him first one is from gore-tex more they ask spoon or butter knife 
<laughs> so good, Joe. You're a legend. Um, very. Uh, as I told you, when I moved down to Cornwall first, I uh-huh. struggled to make friends. Didn't know how to make friends, and I went live on TikTok pretty much every other night. That's fine. Just to have some human interaction. Mm-hmm. And some of the live streams were crazy. And one night I was making baked beans on toast. Very Wonderful. English. Extremely. Um, and I was teaching everyone on that live stream. I think I had like 1,300 people watching me at this point. It was a party. Like we would make playlists on, <laughs> on, on live and people would send in suggestions and I would listen yeah. to it. I'd be like, this is a piece of shit. I don't want to listen to this. And then, <laughs> you know, we'd be doing stuff and then I'd do a cooking stream. And yeah, when I when I toasted the bread, I used a spoon to butter the bread. Oh, okay. Yeah, co- controversial. Okay, um, I, I but, see. But it. Try I see it. it. I see the vision. It's just a, it's 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 ergonomically correct. Mm-hmm. You see, so you don't you don't scrape anything. It's just. Perfect. My only question with that is I, I buy like a block of butter and I have to like cut mm-hmm. the butter. So am I using both a knife and a spoon? Because like the good part is I like cut it with a knife and then I put it on the bread with a knife. And then Do you I, put that butter, that block of butter in the fridge? Yeah, I just throw it in the fridge. Yeah, see if people have a block of butter in the UK, if it's cold enough, they'll keep it outside. So it's just soft enough just to scoop. You might need a few more utensils or you could think forward and you could segregate some outside butter and then some in fridge butter so you're always we used, prepared we used to have the butter bell in my house that would always keep mm-hmm. the butter soft but i don't have one currently i didn't know it was called that you're talking about like the little platter with the thing on no 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 it's like you put a little water on the bottom and then you put the butter upside down in like a cap you haven't heard of this no that's fucking what i think it's like a Google canadian thing yeah, look it up butter bell Dude, I've never seen that in my life. It kind of looks like what you get in a fancy hotel. You guys look bougie. Like I said, I think my dad's Canadian friend gave one to us for some event. And it's, and it's stuck. And it was just stuck, yeah. And you just change the water out every once in a while. But it keeps the butter at room temperature all the time. I don't know. I mean, I might have to look into that. I don't think I'm going to go charity shopping and find that in the UK. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Yeah, you're good. If you can just leave your butter out, then that you, you got no you got no issue. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's that's that that I'm I'm a spoon guy. Big, yeah, you're big a spoon, guy. spoon guy. You heard it here first, folks. Uh Josty would like to know top three things you do for PMA in a day that you couldn't live without. Good question, Josty. Um, Good question, Josty. And what does PMA mean? Positive mental attitude. Okay, cool. Um, self-care is a big one. Like I've been in like deep, dark pits of depression and looking after yourself is like the first thing. When you're in that, those spaces, you don't feel worthy of like looking after yourself. So like you'll end up eating shit or not eating at all or mm-hmm. staying in bed all the time and not washing and like little things like brushing your teeth and washing your hair. And I don't know if you've got a couple of spare bucks after the end of the month, buy yourself a slightly nicer shower gel. Mm. Yeah. Okay. It's fucking great. 
like the, there's a few things like that. That, yeah I don't, I don't like that. there's some certain things that i will treat myself to if and when i can me too man and stuff like that you know oil. yeah olive oil is great i personally i'm not a massive foodie so i probably couldn't tell mm. okay but you can tell like food, can tell. food for me <laughs> food, food for me is the function part with yeah, you and yeah. clothes right uh-huh. like i appreciate the artistry that goes into food but it's going to fill me up. It's going to fill me with energy and I'm going yeah. to use it or I'm not. Okay. It's, it's kind of sucks. I'd love to be a foodie and yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just, learn. I'm just learn. not get there. Maybe, but then the whole nut allergy thing's new for the last two mm. years, three years. Oh, really? So food, I have massive food anxiety. I speak a lot about yeah, it in my, sense. my most recent YouTube video where I was traveling to Italy. Um, because I don't understand, like I'm eating a tomato pasta and I'm worried cross-contamination i'm like is it all I, nuts yeah. or is it just like tree nuts peanuts yeah all nuts yeah wow. so i keep really i keep wild. two epi pens on me at all time mm. and i only found that out during the pandemic so i went into an anaphylaxis while i was in my apartment fucking scary stuff um i am well i'm happy you're with us today dude yeah thanks man yeah <laughs> uh so yeah self-care would definitely be one i okay. think um a lot of what is spoken about nowadays in 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 and around the mental health space is reactive. Um, I like to take a more proactive approach to it. So before it gets to that point, what are you making sure you are doing to make sure you don't slip into those slumps? Um, I also think communication with loved ones and people that you value um, and honest communication. You can communicate with someone that might be, committed to miscomprehending your communication mm. um which therefore you is fallen on deaf ears it's not good for you so you need yeah. to make sure you have a good communication with good people on a Absolutely. regular basis that's yeah. open and honest if something's pissed you off fucking tell them like the, the we, we spoke about it before when we when we spoke earlier the most of the best conversations to have are normally the hardest um and if you can create a safe enough space for people to come to you with their hardships and difficult situations. Mm-hmm. You'd like to think you can do the same with other people. Sometimes you find out that you can't, you make a note of it and you move on. You can see if that can be part of your friendship dynamic or if it lacks significantly, it might not be a friendship dynamic for you, but communication is a huge one. Um, I would say the third, not necessarily daily because of, you know, everyone lives very busy intense lives in their own ways doesn't have to just be you know i work crazy hours like people can have other shit going on um i think exercise is massive and i'm not talking about going around a half marathon fucking every other day i'm not talking about going climbing mountain i'm talking go and walk to the shops go and Mm. move your feet go and breathe fresh air go and walk the dog and also like it doesn't have to be monotonous and boring i posted a video recently about like social exercise yeah. Now I'm I'm training for a half marathon and I'm raising money for um Samaritans, which is a, a like a mental health crisis hotline that I've used mm-hmm. before, and pretty much one of the reasons I might be still here today. And when I started training for the marathon, it was like oh, I've got to go out for a run, do the same route. And I'm like, why? Go and grab yeah. a mate. Go and play football for an hour. Soccer, mm-hmm. as you say. No, you can say and football. I, you, I just, you get, it's oh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, you know? I'm gonna say football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm burning calories. I'm being social. It's 
it's a camaraderie. We've got a common goal. It's, it's, it's really good mental aspects as well as physical aspects to stuff like yeah. that. E- equally, if you're going to go for a run, it doesn't have to be around the block constantly. You know, jump on a bus, jump on a train, jump in the car, go to a new area that tickles your fancy and run around and use your peripheral vision. Take in what's around you. That can be in London. Like I, I'll get a train up to London and go and run a 5K for half an hour. I see fucking architecture that I've not properly noticed before. I see people that are doing cool stuff. Yeah. It doesn't have to be boring. It doesn't have to be a chore. You can celebrate your body in ways that celebrates everything around you as well. Um, I think that's, a, that's a, been a massive thing for me, especially training now. And I'd like to continue that going forward for my three PMAs. That's wonderful. Yeah, I agree, especially with that. I think that the last one, the exercise one that you just touched on is like, it's the building stone for everything else. Like mm-hmm. it is because once you start exercising more, you're going to sleep better. You're going to eat more. You're going to eat. You're going to want to eat healthier foods so you can feel your body better. Like it's just all around exercise is just probably the best thing you can do for yourself. Like my grandpa who just recently passed away, he was like 95, 96. He had pancreatic cancer. He had another type of cancer. I can't remember. And he was just going like he was just at the yeah. YMCA every day, walking the treadmill, <laughs> socializing. Um, yeah, he was like up until the day that, you know, he just suddenly fell ill, went to the hospital. But literally up until then, he was just the doctors were like, he's not going to make it. it so many times I got to talk to my dad like, you, you might not see him again. This might be the last time he's in the hospital again. He'd bounce back and immediately just like be in the gym way before he should be. But just walking on the treadmill and talking with people and going to like socials. I think it's just the the active lifestyle, you know, you see it across the world too, like societies and cultures that really value like exercise or some sort of like labor into their, into the later life. They just live longer and don't mm-hmm. have as many diseases. Yeah. I think that the older generation, your granddad maybe be a baby boomer or probably just before that. No, he was, he was before yeah. boomer. Before. Yeah. So those guys have, fucking cut from a different cloth mate yeah they're resilient as hell i mean my my great grandma she was a very religious lady mm-hmm. um she died of cancer as well i've got my i had the, the reason i do the mental health stuff is i had 12 family and friends die in 18 months and like oh the majority of yeah. those were cancer related and heart related but even I'm when sorry, she was man. diagnosed, mm-hmm. that's, that's fucking life. You didn't do it. <laughs> no, she, I, um, I, I, I empathize, sympathize, whichever one's the correct no, one. I, with you. I, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. It's, um, she, she, every day after her diagnosis, she would still go and volunteer at the church and help out with the mm-hmm. kids. Like there are no excuses. It is what it is. They are present and they get on with it. And I think the resilience and accountability as we're talking if you're listening now, go for that first walk. doesn't matter what time it is. doesn't matter what the weather's outside. There's no such thing as, as bad weather. There's just bad attitudes and bad clothing. Like, go and do it. And you'll feel better. Before, it's going to feel daunting. But afterwards, I can promise you, you will feel proud of yourself for doing it. And your body will thank you for years and years to come if you keep it up. Yeah. Beautiful. Moving on somberly to the next question. This is from Dot. They would like to know, 
three-piece on the beach or budgie smugglers in the office? I don't know what a budgie smuggler is, do you? Uh, but, um, we're not on video, so I would like you to Google budgie smugglers, please. Yeah, the eyes just lit up. Oh, yeah. I, I like what I see. Yep, there we go. My man. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely going to pick body smugglers in the office. Fucking, oh, man. Let it hang out. I'm yeah. all about the body, body positivity and, <laughs> and being you and being comfortable. In you. And I feel like if we were made to do stuff like that, a lot of the body dysmorphia around a lot of people would just disappear because you normalize it. Same thing about me talking about my mental health. Mm-hmm. Try and do the same thing for for the body. Also, yeah. it should be pretty fucking chill. If the weather's good as well, commuting in your pants and your, your buddy smugglers, <laughs> that'd be so much so much better than fucking slacks and a shirt. Yeah, but men's wear is fun. What if you want? To, what if you want to dress in a suit? Hmm? I mean, I am I am beach bum in a suit. You are beach bum in a suit. Maybe I need to be. <laughs> Where's the suit content, man? Where's the suit content? We're getting a lot. I, of, we've gotten some beach content. I want the suit content. I actually did a small collaboration with a, a local tailor down in Exeter in, in Devon, and they mm. made me a beautiful tuxedo for one of my best friend's weddings, who's actually just moved out to, to Houston um, oh, nice. today. He, he landed today with his partner and his two dogs. Wow. Um, Big stuff. Yeah, great, crazy stuff. But yeah, I, I am Zabel was the tailor and they're actually making me my suit for um the wedding i'm heading to in mexico on the 14th of march so you'll see some tailored stuff i feel like i i'd love to post more about my style um i just can't i'm very um very particular about what i post and making sure it comes with a message um but equally i want to have fucking fun too i want to show some fit pics off and have people (laughs) like it make me feel good about myself yeah, yeah, that's what it's all about is getting the boys to like a fit pick. Yeah. <laughs> well most of my most of my friends don't even have social media, so hey, um, even better. Yeah. They just tell me I look like a prick in person. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> uh next question comes from one Pablo. They would like to know what have you learned this year? I've I've learned this in twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty four, what have you this learned? This year. What we've 40 days in is the importance of accountability mm-hmm. and how that, that manifests from having self-worth. Now, accountability and, and structure, as we've spoken about, um, they can be weaponized a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot of toxic, toxic masculinity makes you fucking feel shit. What doesn't make you feel shit is thinking good of yourself in a healthy way and knowing you deserve certain things for yourself, for other people. And to do all that and to be all of that and be the best you for you, because you can't be any good to anyone else unless you're good for yourself. It's having some strict rules and holding yourself accountable. Um, I've been sick like the last week or so, and I've like slacked my running and I'm like, I'm not going to skip that week's training. I'm going to incorporate that week's training that I missed into the next three weeks. It's it's achievable. 
it's digestible. I'm not trying to do two weeks in one because if that's unsustainable, I'm going to end up fucking hating myself. My body's not going to like it either. You just got to be fluid with this stuff. And it's way, way easier than people make it out to be. You don't have to buy a course. You don't have to listen to these fucking gurus talking about shit. I'm spending $900 Bro. a month on courses. <sighs> I mean, uh, some of my friends sell these courses, right? And they do help people. But, but it's within you. It's within you. It's always there. Every possibility is there. Mm. And without sounding like one of the fucking gurus, I can't remember his name, Tony <laughs> Robbins, like if you can believe, you will achieve. Bro, that's the fucking facts. That's the why that old guy's been talking so long. It's a gazillionaire. It's because yeah. it works. Like it works. And you've got to believe in yourself to do that, to take that first step. And then after the second step, you start believing in yourself, even if you fake it for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Just follow through with it. And if that doesn't work, be fluid, change your structure, find out what works with you. Accountability 2024. Accountability 2024. That's mm-hmm. beautiful, man. Last question is from our good friend, our shared friend, Outside Intel. He would like to know. Actually, shout out to him, first of all, for uh, for putting me on. I was unfamiliar yeah, with the we content. Yeah, would, we wouldn't so have met otherwise. We wouldn't have met. This, this, it wouldn't have happened. But anyway. That's the, that's the positive of social media I'll put out there. A lot of people. It is. I mean, it. I mean, it. And I would have never met him if it wasn't for social media. You know what I mean? Right. It's crazy. It's fucking, I, would, I wouldn't have met him without social media, right? Oh, we, yeah. we both started our pages at a similar time, and we... Mm found each other on each other's for you pages and next thing you know we're hosting community <laughs> evenings at pubs in london doing yeah. run events and i'm hosting a sober pub quiz like it's fucking great man i love Wonderful. he's doing some amazing things last year and even bigger things this year i'm super proud of him beautiful he wants to know where do you get your inspiration for video ideas you know i'll just say it's it was always there. He had to say something real. Um hyperfixation on problems in my life that yeah, I believe right. is so relatable that <laughs> I just want to fucking tell people. Because I sit there, I've been there, I've been that lost puppy and not knowing where to go. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would be a sin almost to not share my experience. Also, like it's really hard for me to say stuff like that picking myself up and my experiences and the the practices that I preach, but it's the self-worth that's coming out from the accountability and yeah. equally external validation. Like I got a decent amount of followers, man. And when I had a thousand, I was stoked. When I had 10,000, yeah. when I, when I hit that K next to my, <laughs> my, my following yeah. number, I was like, this is fucking it. And sometimes I have to remind myself of that because of, you know, the algorithms work strange and, I try not to blame the algorithm because sometimes my content's shit. Um, doesn't it doesn't hit because it's not good. Mm. Accountability, right? Accountability. Can't blame everyone else for your stuff See, all the time. I don't, sometimes I don't put out anything bad, so I don't. <laughs> I can't. Really your memes to that are fucking. Point. Your memes are great, though. Hey, thank you. Like, like the 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 Ron Weasley one. It's <laughs> fucking joke. Get jokes. the grin. Hashtag get the grin. Yeah. Have you commented? Yeah, fuck it. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah, I did that on my private account. That's fucking dope. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, I love stuff like that. Um, but yeah, my, my, my content, so that would be the basis of my content um, 
like the foundations of what like what I'm doing, why I'm doing it, mm-hmm. how I'm create curating it is from everyone else. Like I, I watch, I spend a lot of time on my phone. I consume a lot of media. I make sure I consume the right media that's gonna flourish my brain to make sure that it's creative. Because um, I, I genuinely think everyone has a creative bone in their body, and if they don't exercise it, life's not as pretty. I think life is beautiful, even in the mundanest parts. I try and romanticize that mundane because we all live it and we all are made to feel like we should hate it because we see everyone else doing other shit. Fuck mm. that, man. Go, go, go by your, Last night, I went for a run, right? Uh-huh. I went to the grocery store after that and I did a food shop for like 40 minutes. I was popping about. I had a pep in my step. That's <laughs> loving life. I'm just yeah. I'm buying good food for my body. I'm, I've just exercised. I'm stoked. It's not a, oh, I've been for a run. I really should go to bed at 10 o'clock. I've got 40 minutes to do this food shop and then I've got to put it all away because I live by myself. And oh, shit, I haven't walked the dog yet. So it needs to be taken out. And like, be grateful for the things you get to do. Wow, I get to go and spend 40 minutes and yeah. pick food and buy food. <laughs> I'm fortunate yeah. enough to do that. I got two working legs, which mm-hmm. for a long period of time, I didn't have. Yeah. For those that didn't know, I had my knee reconstructed five years ago after five dislocations playing rugby. Like people without have perspectives that are vastly different from the people that have them, and you take for granted a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, that's kind of how and why I make the videos I do. I consume a lot of media. I get inspirations from everyone. I've always watched YouTube. Um, Gesundheit. I gracias. De nada. I am 51 days Duolingo. Muy bueno, vamos. I am <laughs> literally. Um, yeah, just I'm, I'm constantly inspired, man. And I follow people that inspire me, um, make me feel good, make me want to be better, do better. And fingers crossed, I inspire people to do the same thing. Fucking pick your phone up and make some content, man. If you have a message and you're inspired and you feel good about something, try and make other people feel it. Yeah. I think if I could give one piece of advice, it'd be pick up your phone and just probably like 23 hours, 22, if you can get it of screen time a day is probably what I would say for people. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck fuck the outdoors. Just, just (laughs) sit on your phone. You can see everything probably better in higher resolution. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Exactly. What what you were saying about having a creative outlet, um, my, my entire life, I've always had some sort of outlet to be creative in. I don't that. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Great sentence. Um, back when I was a kid, I would make like iPhone videos. I would make iPhone videos, uh, just like keep them, wouldn't post them anywhere, but just like have them on my phone. And then that turned into joining like video production in high school and making YouTube videos. And then that turned into doing a little podcast in college. And then here I am now doing this. And it's just, it's nice. Like as a human, I think, I can't remember if I said this on pod or not, but like be, having discipline and doing something where you feel like you can look back and say you accomplished it is really that's the first thing you need to be able to do as a human. And the second thing is like making things. I think making things, whether you're like doing carpentry or you're making videos or you're making something like you put effort into something and you see a finished product and you're like, even if it's not great, you can look back and say, that's awesome. And I'm really proud of myself for even doing it, 
you know, because a lot of if people... if it's not that great, it. you learn something as well. Yeah. Like, yeah, even like, if it doesn't work out, you learn and you do better next time. The next time you go in, you're like, okay, well, I know I messed up this. Like, I, I theorized how to fix it. And then you go in next time and you can look back and you can say, look how far I've come. I've made so many videos and the editing's gotten better. And I learned how to, like, set the camera and color grade and all that stuff. So, yeah, I think those are those are two very important things. Nice. Yeah, man. And even, even when we were talking off air about you know, your, your D and D stuff, you were creating those environments for your friends to immerse oh, yeah, themselves yeah. in that, a world that removed them from, from, from their life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, 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 cre- create, creating stuff doesn't have to be like content and stuff. Like it could be creating yeah, it environments. Have to be it could be creating post. experiences. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff I make. I don't post. and I'm fucking still stoked about it. Yeah. Exactly. I, I bef- way, way before I had a following on, on social media, I used to make fucking, Dude, we, we used to make like jackass style videos when oh, I was yeah. like eight years, awesome. eight years old. <laughs> and we used to edit them and like show my parents on like Windows Media Player. And like, I just, yeah, I just, I've always loved making stuff. And for a long time, I, I really put that like quite far down in my personality. Mm-hmm. One, probably because I didn't have the self-worth enough, like the baseline to put it out there and deal with the criticism. Yeah. Um, I'm a, I'm a big lover of external validation. Um, I'm aware of it. I, I know how it affects me and how mm. it makes me feel. And I accept it when it's there and when it's not there, I feel it. But what I'm slowly realizing is like that self-validation is, is so tough to learn and accept. And it's really hard for someone that, that deals with mental health issues because you don't value yourself. So why are you going to listen to yourself? Why are you going to back yourself? Mm-hmm. It's the self-perpetuating cycle of negativity. Sometimes you need that external validation to to push you a little bit forward. Even one comment, one 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 like from the right person, and it just goes, "Fuck!" They, I value them. They make me feel this way. Cool. Let's go again. And then you start feeling yourself a little bit. As I said, it's like taking that first step. Yeah. Yeah. In your last four minutes. We can, we can push it if you want to go a little no, longer. No, no, I've just missed okay. I've just, okay. What would you, what would you like to say to the audience? What is, what is your, what's your last message you'd like to give out? Okay. You've last touched on accountability, creation, loving yourself. Yeah, I feel like we've, we've spoken about mental health in every a- element of yeah. it. Um, yeah. Because it is everything. It's yeah. everything and, and nothing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Reach out to your friends. Be bold, smile at strangers, introduce yourself confidently. Once you've found that inner confidence, should you not have it yet, use the steps that we've spoken about on this podcast and on Tree's many other podcasts. He speaks about what people enjoy and why they enjoy them. Allow yourself to enjoy things that might not societally be cool. No. It's, it's you. You're the only person that really matters in this world. Mm-hmm. And if you don't think like that, you'll be no good to the people that matter to you. Um, so I really think, especially this year, I feel like a lot of people feel like this is the year where people really can put their their, their good foot forward mm-hmm. um, for themselves and for other people. Be kind to yourself. Listen to your body. Listen to that, that shitty part of your brain as well because sometimes it can be right as much as you don't want it to be it's 
it's there for a reason. Um, and even if it's wrong, learn from your mistakes. Don't put yourself down. Find that strength again. Just start it up. Do something, whatever that is. Wonderful. I feel like I just said a lot of nothing, but no, it, you did. I hope here's, it resonates. Here's the thing. The, the thing about public speaking and, and all these like inspirational speakers is that what they're saying is all true, but it's all intentionally vague so that you can ascribe your own meaning to it, mm-hmm. you know? So whatever, whatever it means for someone to be bold, whether that's, you know, going out to eat alone or whether that's going to a party with people, they, they ascribe their own meaning to it. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, it, it's, it personally, you, you think about those words and you, you give it meaning yourself. Yeah. As we, as we said before, I'm I'm trying to give people the equation mm-hmm. and then yeah, everybody yeah. else can put their variables in and, and right. get out whatever it is. It's all very, very transferable. I mean, as I, I've touched on briefly before, I went into the realms of spirit, spirituality and, and mm-hmm. religion and a lot of everything around the world is so translatable in, in the East and in Buddhism and, and other religions like that. They talk about like chi we mm-hmm. just use it as we just call it energy yeah. you know energy can never be destroyed it's just transferred so yeah. all of these sort of theories of relativity and the, the world speaks to each other without speaking the same language we all get it and however that hits home fucking run with it yes sir well thank you again for coming on um people can find you on instagram at beach bum in a suit i assume tiktok i don't have tiktok but also beach bum in a suit as well yeah and okay. youtube yeah you, the youtube's YouTube a big well, one yes. I'm, I'm yeah I've, I've just started that one up um i'm doing a video every sunday at 10 a.m gmt which is 5 a.m eastern 3 a.m pacific time um two hour time difference maybe three not sure um but yeah i post videos on three okay so the the content i'm posting on youtube is is long form Mm. slow mundane romanticizing life um and just some you know behind the scenes stuff of of what i'm up to with the message wonderful hey everyone go check them out jack thank you again for coming on it was an absolute pleasure to talk to you mate and uh we'll be in touch yeah, for sure. Have a have a great wedding. And <laughs> right, good luck on the great, house renovation as well. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> Cheers, bud. Appreciate right. it. Thank you. See you later. Peace.